If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals, chief goals. I talked about faith, passion, obviously the drive the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Players, athletes, coaches, thanks for joining us today. I'm TJ Rosine alongside Sam Allen. We'll send a quick shout-out and a thanks to our friends at PGC Basketball. Lead them up in Team Snap before we jump into today's episode. And today's episode, we're going to talk about uh, academics. And I know it's not the most uh, sexy topic, most appealing topic, but it matters. And so we're going to talk about some relevant, tangible ways that academics really do matter um, and some Thought, food for thought on, on things that you're thinking about. If you're a middle school, high school, college player, um, it, it affects you in different ways at different levels. But Sam, here's the thing that, uh, first of all, I want to share that I think it makes it really relevant um, you know, to me. So I'm a, I'm a college basketball coach, right? And we have scholarships and we have full scholarships for basketball players and we have uh, partial scholarships and all kinds of different things. But for a lot of colleges, which a lot of athletes don't understand, is academics can often be the determining factor. And I know a lot of times athletes are like, well, I know so-and-so that doesn't have good academics. And so it's not always the determining factor. You know what I mean? If a player is a McDonald's All-American, 6'8", 230 or whatever, and jump out of the gym, or a young lady that's 6'2", shoots the three, whatever. I mean, it is true. Academics does not always determine everything. But it does play a large role for about 90% of athletes that are going to go into to play in college. Maybe that's it's a rough estimate, but for most athletes, it matters for some reason or another, and we're going to talk about that. Do you have any opening thoughts on it? Yeah, just to be eligible to play college basketball for the, the players that are listening that have those aspirations and goals, you, there are some minimum requirements to play at the next level, and they, they differ uh, from each level, Division One, Two, Division Three, NAI, Junior College, there are academic requirements. And to your point, TJ, the non-Division One colleges that recruit kids, they when you're looking at two players that are comparable in terms of their athletic ability, mm-hmm. and maybe they're piecing together their what we call stacking athletic scholarship money on top of academic money, which I think a lot of people aren't aware that that happens a lot at the non-Division one level. Yep. You're stacking scholarships. Mm-hmm. Then academics are a huge part. And so if Johnny has a higher GPA and a higher test score, he's going to receive more academic money from the institution than Joe will, who doesn't have those same numbers. Yeah. And, you know, it, it even matters at the D1 level, I think, when a coach looks at it and they're like, these two players are equal, and this one carries a three A GP, and this carries a, a two point two GPA. Like it's a, it's a red flag. Like you say often, the way you do anything is the way you do everything, right? And I often look at transcripts, and if somebody has a low transcript, right now I'm like, why? You know, why is it? Maybe they struggle academically. If that's the truth, I want to know why they struggle academically. And if it's if it's laziness, it scares me because it could carry over to the court. No doubt. Yeah, you you look at it and. It is a part of it. You, you you wonder, is it a ability? Maybe they do suffer from a learning disability, but often it can be there might be some 
unfavorable characteristics that are personally coming out and they're showing in their academics. Now, look, there's a lot of people that go on and be very successful businessmen or entrepreneurs or successful in professional life that weren't A students. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a fact, too. So uh, I don't think either one of us are saying that, that there's just a direct correlation. But there are some signs, lower, lower GPA. Or I even look at this. There's a young man worked with a few years ago who you recruited, and he was a low test score. But he was high, high GPA. He was valedictorian of his class, which tells me, okay, this kid's an overachiever, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he may not be the smartest kid in the school, but he works so hard. And that, that translates in, into his basketball and his athletic work, and, and same for, for ladies as well. Yeah, so before we jump into all the specifics of how it works, um, there's two different topics that I want to cover. One would be like, if you're just a you know a high school college student and, and everything doesn't make sense to you as to why it matters and um, I, I first want to give some relevance to why it matters all right like not just not from a, a scholarship standpoint for but relevance to why it matters because to be honest with you Sam I'm probably one of those students that questioned a lot you know like I was in class and like when am I ever going to use this why am I learning this right now like I I, uh, I needed. I needed a reason to go in and learn. Now, when there was something that I wanted to learn, for instance, I liked history. I wanted to know. I felt like I learned a lot from history. And so you didn't have to explain to me how I was going to use that in my life. I felt like I was going to learn from history. And I was going to say, hey, looking back, this is some, some good leadership things that you know Abraham Lincoln or George Washington ever used. And here's some mistakes that were made. Like that registered with me. And for some people... You know, it's the opposite. The numbers register with them. You know, well, I can see how this plays in and factors. And some people it's science, and some people it's English, whatever. But we all have different things that make sense to us. But one of the best I've uh, ever read was in Dick Divenzio. Do you remember when he talks about academics? I think it's in good in stuff. Good players should know. But he said, you know, walking, um, uh, walking to going to class. He two really good points. He said going to class um, and paying attention, even when your teacher is really boring is really important because it's a great opportunity to practice your focus. You know, so there's something you can do in class. Like you know you gotta go there, you know you gotta be there. So you're either gonna make good of it or you're gonna make bad of it. Yeah, make it a game within the game kind of type thing. Compete. Uh, I was talking with, with some kids the other day about that. Like work on your mental toughness. Do something you don't like and work on focusing in. I couldn't agree more. There's there's something to learn. I'm with you too. There's there's so many classes over the years, either high school or college that just didn't interest me either and you know but then there are some that do and, and but it's when you're in school you don't get to pick and choose necessarily what you what you're going to put effort into and, and dick davidio says another thing he says you know like um going to class and not soaking in everything that you can and learning is like walking by a hundred dollar bill and not picking it up yeah. you know you've got to be there why would you why would you turn away from knowledge? Why would you turn away from an opportunity, you know, to, to get better if you're playing in, in college? Why would you walk by an opportunity uh, to grab an education while you're playing, or it, maybe you just like playing in high school and you realize, well, it's a, it's a necessary evil. Like I got to get my well, why not? You got to be in there. Why not just learn as much as you can? I, I've never heard of an instance where knowledge really hurts somebody that much. I, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. And but I'll go back to the first thing you said. Uh, to the players that are listening or athletes that are listening is, hey, you don't like a class? You know, Dick Vinzio says life isn't fair. It isn't fair. Sometimes deal with it and learn learn to develop mental focus, mental toughness, whichever one you want to call it. Uh, and that's a real – that's as good as attribute as you can carry with you throughout your whole life. Yeah, I've told the story before about Kobe. And, 
you know, that he, he found himself dozing off. He told this story to the Chargers. He felt, he felt himself dozing off um, in class one day. And, uh, and it, was, it was right after um, they had recently lost, I think it was like a state championship game, where he didn't box out and get a rebound. And when he was sitting in class, dozing off, not paying attention, he realized, you know, this was just like that moment where I dozed off on my box out. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he said from that moment on, he decided to make algebra his training ground, mm-hmm. which I thought was really unique. He decided to go into class every day and make it his training ground. He, was, he wanted to be great. And he said, you know, if I can doze off in, in math class, if I can doze off in a basketball game, like there's an opportunity to practice my focus. So that's extreme. I get it. I know not everybody would do that, but it's a pretty good, pretty good turning point to say, hey, um, I'm going to turn a negative into a positive. That's an elite mindset. Yeah, that's a, that's high level mindset. That's that's a powerful story for athletes to take on. Yeah, and then you know the other thing that uh, I think is is really relevant for for athletes, and you know, and it's true. Like, not always is it the highest you know GPA or whatever. And I raising my own kids, I really want them to have good GPAs. I also want them to be well rounded. I want them to do a lot of different things and enjoy. Uh, you know all that life has to offer, and as far as hard work when they need to, and fun when they need to, and playing sports and all that different type of stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, when we we talk about going to um, to college or or moving up uh, in, any level, academics do play a factor. And so let's get a little bit deeper into specifically like stacking and things like that. So um, you know, first of all, if you're going to the Division One level, uh, I mean, if you're going to the NBA, I mean, good for you. I, I don't know if I can make a relevant argument for um, actually for academics. Actually, I could, and it's the amount of people that become multimillionaires that end up going broke. I think they it's not their fault. I just think they skipped an educational level. Like I didn't know much about bills in life, and I learned some of that in school, and I learned some of that through growing up. And all of a sudden, you give 18, 19, 20-year-olds millions and millions of dollars, and you see you read about so many of them going broke. And it's that they probably weren't educated. And it's not their fault that they didn't get that education, but they weren't educated. And so one reason, if you were going to go to the NBA, uh, which I think is probably very few listeners here, but you need to get educated so that when you do have that millions. Now let's go jumping from high school to, to D1. And I would say the, the most relevant thing there is uh, your academics are going to say a lot about how you do stuff, which we talked about a second ago. And then there's all those athletes that might go to D3. Uh, they might go to an NAI. They might go to a JUCO. They might go to a D2, whatever. Um, the stacking really matters. So let me give you an example for us. Like, and it's different at every college. But you know, if, if a young person had um, a good GPA, a 3.6 GPA, and they had a whatever, a 24 ACT, well, they'd probably get seven, $8,000 of academic money. Plus, they'd get, if they were from Georgia, they'd get the Hope Scholarship. Plus, they'd, they'd pick up a whole bunch of little things, right? So now, if I wanted to give that person a full ride, it would cost me, if, it's, if it costs $30,000 to our school, it basically cuts that in half. It'd give me 15000 to give them a full ride. I could have two equal athletes sitting there at, looking at each other, and the other one doesn't have those academics, and it cost me 30000 to give that same player a full scholarship, which one are you going with? Going with 15, right? Exactly. And so let's break it down on each level. Division one coaches, uh, male coaches get TJ 13 scholarships. I believe female division one, uh, a little out of tune here as much as I used to be when I run, ran the, uh, uh, my NCAA recruiting service and was coaching in college. But I believe it's 15 Division One for the female side. Yeah, Is that I right? Think that's right. And, and then Division Two, you get 10. Okay, you get 10. Division Three does not offer athletic scholarships. And so at the Division Two level and any eye level for that matter you're almost like a general manager of the Atlanta Braves or the Hawks or 
whatever uh, pro fan franchise you choose. And you've got this pocket of money. Let's say you have $200,000 to go out and get and fill your roster. So if you have 10, 10 full rides and they're each, you know, cost of school is $20,000, you got that 200000 to, to go play with. And oftentimes you don't even get fully funded, right? At your mm-hmm. level, a lot of coaches or in your conference aren't fully funded. They don't get the full allotment that the NCAA gives you. Fair to say? Yeah, and, and the variety is so different. I mean, some people are able to help people keep money. Some people don't have enough money they need to stretch. And what, what players need to know is at any level, it doesn't matter – what level you're going to play college? Like, I mean, there's D3 packages that they can give you a lot of money, and there's D3 they can give you less money. And there, you know, every single level of college basketball have is um, has a different set of standards. But within those set of standards, every team usually has a different every standard too. Yeah, yeah, every institution. Yeah, they take a different approach. So some fully fun and some don't. And so won't won't say names of different colleges on this, but there's a lot of a lot of colleges that aren't fully funded. And academics are a huge part of the equation. They play. That's the first question a college coach is going to find out from the high school coach to even see if they're going to be starting the recruitment process with that young man or young woman. So back to what our original statement here is, making good grades, taking, taking your academics seriously can be a huge attribute later to your dreams and goals of playing at the college level. Yeah, so – you know, players, we'll wrap it up with that, but I just wanted you to keep in mind that at the end of the day, I mean, uh, you want to prepare for that moment that you don't even know that's coming. You know, like when a, when, a, when a college coach is looking at your particular resume and they're wondering, gosh, here's this person with this set of academics, here's this person with that set of academics, you don't want to lose the opportunity that might be there for you because somebody worked harder at their academics than you did. And uh, you can't you can't prepare for that moment unless you're in the moment now thinking about I might one day down the road my academics might really matter, and um, and, and don't let don't let academics be the reason why you don't get the the college basketball opportunity. Right. Let it be because something not not that you yeah, have control. Yeah. And, of that. And, and, and take your best shot at it, right? I mean, if you're not good enough, you're not good enough, and you know. But you want to, you don't want to be like, hey, I was good enough, but. I just didn't have the academics or whatever the situation might be. So don't walk by that $100 bill, you know, pick it up every day. You got to go to class. You might as well learn. You might as well get the most out of it. And I think that you'll you'll find that the more knowledge and the more you pursue knowledge, I think you're more likely to pursue knowledge and excellence on the court as well. Um, So players, just uh, something for you to chew on, something for you to think about uh, when you're thinking about what academic decisions you want to make. I think that this is just from food for thought, but uh, Sam, thanks for joining us today and athletes. I hope you enjoy and if you enjoyed what you heard, check us out at hardwood underscore um, hustle. And you can also send us an email at hardwood hustle. And we'd love to hear your thoughts on this. 